Samantha's making fun of me because I'm, I, we, we went to get a drink. I never, ever, ever drink soda. And I don't know what my deal is, but I wanted a Pepsi and I wanted a fountain Pepsi and the gas station. We went to a different gas station because there's a train blocking the whatever to get into town. So we went to a different gas station and they don't have fountain drinks. She comes out with two like bottled sodas and she was like, and then we'll just have to go inside and get our own ice. And I was like, just drink it out of the bottle. She's like, no, I wanted a fountain drink. I don't. So she's making fun of me, and now it's like, when I take a drink, listen. <laughs> because I don't have a straw. I can't with you. I can't. I never, add, this is why I don't drink soda. I, I don't even like soda. I don't know why I wanted a Pepsi, but today, you it's Pepsi, and there's Pepsi. no Malibu in it, so I promise. It's oh just. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're funny. So, first off, so I get this message from... Stop! <laughs> uh, everybody just unsubscribed. <laughs> Nobody is ever going to listen to us again. They're oh. like that god awful noise no, in my stereo system. No, I just want system. a straw. Okay. Oh, you, <sighs> <laughs> you know when you're craving something, it's just not vibing. Oh, that just like made my teeth itch. Did it really? Me too, because it sucked through it anyway. <clears throat> People always think that's weird. You've always said that, and so like I know what you're talking about, and you're like, oh, that noise just like... You don't like nails on a chalkboard. Mine like, is yarn. Yarn your between teeth your itch. teeth. Oh. And that noise people, did People, when I say that, everybody's like, how do the your hell teeth did you itch. just say that? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, so anyways, um, last night, mm-hmm. it's like, no, so it wasn't last night. It was two nights ago. Like 1230 at night, I get an Instagram message from Amanda. We're at one nothing. And she is like. I'm sorry to send this to you. I feel like you need to see it. Like, you guys, like, do justice for victims. And, like, I, she's like, and I'm tired of seeing this shit. So she sends me this link. And now I, the post, his page must be taken down because I can't see the post anymore, which is very highly irritating. So you're going to get cliff notes, but it's okay because you don't need to know this guy's name anyway. This guy, public, it said public figure. He had quite a few followers on Facebook. Made this post pretty much saying he was coming out about being sexually attracted to children. Whoa. Yup. And people just, like, was just super nonchalant. Was, like, no big thing that he is a pedophile. Whoa. Why do we live in a world where that is okay to... That's okay. It's not. There was people in the comments that were just like, wow, the courage it took to, like... The courage, Say this and the courage to be yourself. To be Me yourself. and Amanda were like, this is disgusting. And illegal. Oh my god. She said that she had been seeing it on Facebook for a few days and was just like, have you seen this? And I was like, no. But yeah. obviously the page must be taken down because I just tried to click the link because I didn't read you the post because it was like way longer than that, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a balance, right, between things that should be tolerated and things that should not be tolerated. And I think that, honestly, I think that the... (laughs) She just moved her seat and it's It's like like loud. Really loud. I wasn't expecting it to be that loud. Um, There goes the last three followers. There's a tolerance level of things that are reasonably acceptable. Um, I'm going to cross a line here. I'm going to cross a line and I'm going to say it. 
here we go. So we'll have no followers after this. Oh, great. I think that the whole gay and lesbian thing is absolutely ridiculous. Like, why is that even a conversation of whether or not we tolerate that or not? We don't have to tolerate that. That is that that is not. I get what you're saying. Illegal. I was like, oh. no, it's not illegal. It's consenting adults. That's absolutely ridiculous. People are the who fit. they are. Like, <sighs> okay, the, the fit that is thrown over that. Like, I don't even understand it, and I don't even pay attention to it because right. it is absolutely, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous. Why can two girls not get married? Why can two guys not get married? Who cares? I mean, legally now they can, but okay. But you know what I mean. I, like I, I it's, been, saying, it's been a fight and it's been a struggle mm-hmm. for that population for, for ever, forever. Oh, and it still is. I mean, to and it say. still is, and it's absolutely ridiculous. That to me is stupid. That to me makes absolutely no sense. Tolerance, as far as this, is another trend that I'm seeing everywhere. Kids being animals. Your kid is not an animal. <laughs> Stop it. Stop saying you're going to sue the school because they're not catering to your kid who's identifying as a cat. Well, and that's a big one here because, like, I mean, was it a couple towns over, wasn't it, like, the parents were going to sue because they wouldn't put a litter box in the bathroom? Cats and dogs don't go to school. Cats and dogs go in the doghouse in the backyard. Cats and dogs don't eat at the cafeteria table. Cats and dogs don't sleep in a bed. Cats, literally, stop it. (laughs) Stop it. You're being ridiculous. And this dude saying, I'm sexually attracted to children. I am who I am. No, you're sick and you need to be in a mental hospital. That's where you need to be. And thank you for posting that on public or social media so that we all know exactly who to... I'm not going to say that. Ugh. I read that though, and it was literally like 1 a.m. And I, me and Amanda talked for a while about it because she's just like, she's... And I get this. She's like, I'm so tired of how nonchalant we are about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, yeah. live your truth. Okay, there's a difference between, like, living your truth and being mm-hmm. a pedophile. Yeah. Okay, live your truth. Go get yourself help. Right. Don't publicly put it out there. The desensitization of society is so incredibly over the top that it is dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. we're, this is dangerous. It's dangerous. So I just wanted to bring and that people, up. And people who don't, who are not tolerant of it, we then, then we're branded as discriminatory or whatever. Again, there is a line. There is things that I think. Shouldn't just, even be a discussion. Shouldn't even be a discussion. It should not be a stinking discussion. And then there's other things that are like that. That's like, I, I can't. Right. I can't. Our children and our elderly are our most vulnerable population. And if we do not stand and protect them, mm-hmm. then society has failed. I agree. Humanity is dead. I agree. And the people are just being like, it's fine. Oh, it's, it's not so, fine. I'm so proud of you for living your truth. I'm so Ugh. proud of you for living your you truth. You might need to like <sighs> look into that, man. <laughs> and uh, Amanda said that like, that same lady that had posted that, like, the comment kept, like, disappearing. And every day she kept going and reposting it. Like, over and over again in the comments. And I was like, ugh. So, thanks, Amanda. Thank you for that very disturbing 
Wow. I know. Amanda was like, this isn't, like, in my forte at all. She's like, but, like, you guys have very strong opinions about things like this. And I'm like, no, 100%. I was like, I will not waste my time on a whole episode on this guy, but I think it's important to, like, that's not okay in case anybody needs a reminder. In case anybody doesn't know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. No, that's not even... I... I can't. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm not even going there. I'm. Yeah. Well. Why? Why? Oh. Why in <laughs> the world? Not and what <laughs> sexual gratification could you possibly get from someone who doesn't doesn't have <coughs> the same desire and have the same. Like, isn't that about sexual gratification is having two people that are into it the same way? And yeah, I don't know. Cause I'm not attracted to children, so I don't know how their brains work. I just can't even, I know, but like, even just like regular sexuality, like if you're, if you're being intimate with a guy who's like not into it, or if you're not into it or whatever, it sucks. Yeah. Right? Oh, I agree. So how could that possibly, like, you are sick and please get help. Seriously. Okay. And so let's, let's flip it like that. And instead of being like, you're a sick fuck who deserves to (laughs) whatever, please seek help. Yeah. Please. Please, Like, you're like, acknowledged it now. Now do something about it, except that it is, that it is inappropriate and please seek medical health, mental health. Please, please go to either your primary care physician. Please go to a mental health professional. Please get help before you hurt somebody in a way that they will never recover from. Right. Age of consent in most states is at least 16. Mm -hmm. If you are over the age of 18, it is somebody that's 18 or older. Please get help. If you have sexual desires to people who are under the age of 18, Please, yeah. please get help. Please don't hurt someone because you might not think that it is hurting them, but I am here to tell you that it is. Right. Please get help. Yeah. And, and don't just do it one or two times and be ignored, whatever. Do it until somebody gives you the help that you need. Yeah. Please. Agreed. It, it is disgusting and we can all say that, but also we hit the mental health side of this podcast and so from that perspective, I mean, hopefully, you and if you see that. posts like that, you guys, please report it to law enforcement. Please report it to Facebook or to IG or to the places that, that these things are posted so that, that these people at least have eyes on them. And don't fly under the radar if they are acting on those. Absolutely. Please. So, For every young child, boy and girl, because it happens to boys just as much as it happens to girls. For every young child out there, it is all of our responsibilities, our social responsibility to protect them. I agree. So there. There, I got you nice and riled up first thing. There's that. Yep. That's, thanks, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to take a drink of my Pepsi Uh, without any Malibu in it. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Uh, I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is The Suspended Sentence. So, just housekeeping before we start here, because um, we're trying to be better about this. 
If you haven't yet, we are on Patreon, just a suspended sentence podcast. We are on Instagram, Facebook, the suspended sentence podcast, TikTok, TikTok, the suspended sentence podcast. <laughs> if you would like to email us, it is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to purchase Tracy's book, IDP, <laughs> The 13 Components of Criminal Thinking, this can be found anywhere that you buy books, especially barnesandnoble.com. you got to learn to say this, the title of my book right. Am I not saying it right? No. So what's your title of your book? The 13 Components to Criminal Thinking and Behavior. Oh, I forget what the behavior, <laughs> whatever. They'd figure it out. You'd, they'd you'd, type in the first three words and it would pop up. It would pop up. That's true. I'm getting them most of the way there. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you're my kid. You should know the title of my book. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. No, I appreciate you doing that plug for it. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. But it is. It's IDP, the Incarceration Diversion Program, the 13 Components to Criminal Thinking and Behavior. Thank you for that. That's you're welcome. really nice. You're welcome. <laughs> and to our brother slash sister podcasts. Here we go. Our favorites. One nothing, minimus fortune, and beyond the shadows, and the conversation cabin, and the conversation cabin. Vera, she's awesome. All of them, like we're we're. So we're little, telling you, it's always growing. We're our own little cult here. Literally, we love it. I we don't know if that's the right word to use, but um, I think we decided on coven. But oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Stacy, for that one. Stacy was like, you guys need to start a coven. <laughs> yes, I love it, Stacy. She's awesome. She's so awesome. She's so cool. All right, so it's a Sam episode. It's a Sam episode, and she doesn't have any notes, but she has a book, so this is making me a little nervous. <laughs> I found, okay, so everybody knows that I have, like, a hundred million books in my house. She technically has a library. Yeah, I do. Technically, like, by definition, she has a library. What is it, a thousand you books? You have to have a thousand books, and I have, like... 1100 yes so, so she technically has a library in her house yes i do well if you guys recall like a couple months ago tracy moved me into a new house and i kind of just like real fast unpacked and didn't really organize my books and i'm really really ocd about my books so, much, so this weekend i took every book off the shelf Organized them by author, did the whole shebang, and I don't even apparently know what I own at this point. Well, how could you? You have 1,100 books. I learned all kinds of fun things. I sent Tracy a text the other night. If you recall from our Las Feliz Murder House episode, the book Dante's... Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I can't divine something. Yeah. From the book, the father, her and this Pepsi are gonna drive me insane today. I don't know what my deal is with it. <sighs> now she's pouring her bottled Pepsi over her ice because it has to be iced with crushed ice, not cubed. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> um. Dante's divine whatever the book that the father was reading before he committed his horrific horrific part, yeah. stuff. I apparently own those books. Yeah. That freaked me out. Yeah, she texted me at like 11.30 at night. It was the same night that Amanda texted. And I was like... <laughs> it was an eventful night. I was like, what the hell? Does this girl, like, first of all, ever sleep? Second of all, like, <laughs> don't text me unless it's an emergency. <laughs> I send her this text, and then she's like, I don't understand, like, the relevance of that. And I was like, the book the dad was reading before he tried to kill his whole family. And she was like, oh, that's a good time for you. Yeah. So I own those books. 
And then my response was, oh, that's badass. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe I'll read them. Oof. Oof. <laughs> well, so in this journey, I how's found... Your, how's your mental health right now? <laughs> mental health check-in. Are you... <laughs> <laughs> so while doing this, though, I found this book, which I am just tickled pink that I found. This book is titled The Ultimate Serial Killer Trivia Book oh. by Jack Rosewood. Nice. So I figured let's just kind of have fun with it here, shall we? Okay, I'm down. Are you down for this? Yeah, I get to ask you questions, right? Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. All right, so we're going to start with... I feel like when it comes to serial killers that you are more well-versed in serial killers than I am. I'm the psychology behind it. You're the infatuation <clears throat> with it. Well, I have some psychology things in here for you. Oof. All right. Let's do this. So I'm down. First I'm ready. off, what is the textbook de- FBI definition of a serial killer? Oh, that's that's easy. I think it was 1977. That is that correct? That the that the FBI came out. No, that was when they started doing profiling. Okay, the FBI definition of a serial killer <coughs> used to be three murders. With a cooling off period in between them. I believe that it was recently changed, though. Yeah. So, it says, The Federal Bureau of Investigation defines serial killing as a series of two or more murders. Two or more. Committed on separate events. Usually, but not always, by one offender acting alone. Correct. While this is a standard definition, there has been many arguments since the term serial killer was first coined about what actually constitutes a serial killer. Originally, the term serial killer was defined as a perpetrator who kills three or more, like you said, with a significant cooling off period of more than 30 days between each murder. However, this definition has been changed from three to two. There are also arguments that serial killing is more of a mindset than a series of physical acts. For example, if an offender has been caught caught after committing a single murder but had intentions and plans of carrying out more, should they be classified as a serial killer? Oh, do you want my answer to that? Yeah, I do. My answer is no, and here's why. Because if you're convicted of killing one or two people, let's say two for the argument of serial killer, I think two is, I don't know, I like three better. But (laughs) just to be sure. Um, And you're going to prison... Prison is a different world, right? And the whole street cred, jail cred, prison cred, whatever. If I was going, I would be walking into prison pretending to be the most badass motherfucker that ever walked in there. And I'd be like, yeah, and then I was going to get duh. And then I was going to get duh. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how do you really define intent? Right. There had There would have to be, I believe... There would have to be some sort of action behind the intent to validate the intent. Okay. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. <clears throat> so I think I think that that's... Silly nilly. I think that that just illustrates why we are the country that incarcerates more of its citizens than anywhere else in the world. All right. All right. Do you know what the four types of serial killers there are? are? Yeah. Okay. Um... There is, oh gosh, 
the, oh man, Samantha, there's the visionary, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Um, mission, like people who have like a, like a mission, like a reason for doing it. Um, power and control or Hito, Hito, come on, help me out. I think that's right. It's called like Hito, Like sexually driven. Yeah, yeah. sexually motivated. So the difference between these is... Um, Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. So visionary... I feel like I'm back in undergrad. <laughs> visionary um, serial killers believe that a separate entity is commanding them to kill. Mm-hmm. So an example of this would be the vampire of Sacramento. Yep. So he was... Son of Sam who thought the dog was yep, talking to him. Yep. Yeah. Mission-oriented murderers... Um, as a way to rid society of a particular group of people. The lady who killed the men, what was her name? Um, Air, first serial killer from Florida. War, Air, Air, uh, Elaine Wardrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, another example would be the, like the Yorkshire, Shore, Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Because um, he was, after being like laughed at by a prostitute, he went out and killed sex workers. Um, <laughs> okay, side note uh-huh. <clears throat> on that. I've been meaning to say that like forever. Number one way for a woman to get out of being raped. Do you know what it is? Laugh at them. Yes. I think you've told me that before. Yep. As soon as they pull down their pants and you see their penis, you start laughing. And it will. Psychologically just One of two things will happen. You'll get killed or they'll run out of the room. Most of the. 50-50 odds. But I mean, you're probably going to get killed anyway. Yeah, that's true. So at least take control back. That's true. But anyway, so I don't just do that. <laughs> you want to bruise a man's ego forever? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Laugh at the size of his penis. Seriously. Um, head and oh, I'm going to say it wrong again. Head sexually stick. driven. The one, sexually yeah. driven one. Example of that would be Edmund Kemper. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't know who he is, I don't know how you did. He's the co-ed killer. Yeah. So he. Killed college girls and had sex with their corpse. Yeah. He also ended up, his last victim was his mother, who he had sex with her head for, like, a long time after she oh, died. Oh, disgusting. Ugh. Power and control. <laughs> Do you have an idea of who that would be a good example of? <laughs> take your pick. Ted Bundy. Yeah. BTK. Gary Ridgway. I mean, yeah, take, take your, pick. your pick there. So, do you believe that serial killer types can overlap? Yes. You do? Uh-huh, absolutely. Why do you think that is? What do you mean? Like, why do you think it's not just one or the other? Well, because I think, I mean, some people, okay, so let's talk about, like, the, the, you could have, okay, so, like, your visionary one, like, okay, Son of Sam or something like that, where the dog is saying go rid the world of all the prostitutes, whatever they can, you know, or I mean, schizophrenic people or something like that. And I'm using that just as a broad brush, right? Where they believe that they have to do something that's mission driven or visionary driven, but is also sexually driven. Okay. Or look at the toy box killer. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought him up because we're going to be talking about him later. Yeah. I mean, look, he scares me. Oh, well, he absolutely terrifies me. You're more scared. (laughs) I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) But so, yeah, I do think that they can overlap. I think that it's a good basis for them, but I think that a lot of serial killers do overlap. 
Well, you're correct. The most common is... Oh, I'm so glad. The most common is the power control Oh, absolutely. Territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Who, do you know who the very first ever serial killer was? The very first serial killer? Dubbed as, like, the number, the very first. Um, I think it was from the UK, wasn't it? Nope. So this one, I mean, I, it says very first, but I'm wondering if they mean US. Oh. Oh, no. They have both in here. I don't know. So Holmes? general... Yeah. Really? Yeah. H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Do you know, you know about him, eh? I, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I do, but I... So general consensus is the man by the name of H.H. H. Holmes, who is a con man and built the murder hotel in Chicago. Yep. Um, he used, he built this hotel to dispatch of his victims in the 1890s. Dispatch? Oh, get rid of them. He put them I don't out. think dispatch is the right word. It's the word they typed in the book. Let me see. Dispatch his victims. Oh my god. Dispatch means to like uh, send out. Oh, well, he sent like... him into the walls of his hotel and then built the walls. <laughs> Holy um, is the first ever serial killer. But this can go back much further. Gilles de Reyes, a knight and commander for the Royal French Army in the early 1400s, was the earliest known serial killer in recorded history. Where was he from? Uh, French. France. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he liked to abduct young boys and girls from the ages of 6 to 18. He is known to have killed over 100 people. Holy crap. Yep. Do you know what country has the most serial killers? What country has the most? U.S. Yep. Very much so. Yeah. Do you have a guess on who the next one would be? Um, probably Russia. Oh, I just lost it. Where'd it go? No? Um, so, one, America stands above the rest in per capita. Between 1900 and 2016, the U.S. had 3,204 serial killers to its name. Yeah. Um, this is a staggering, the next, oh, there it is. The next, um, up is South Africa. South Africa. Which has only had 167 compared to our 3,000. So the next, number two, with the most serial killers, has 3,000 less than we do. Oh, my God. Is that not wild? Oh, so do you know what state has had, had, has produced the most? Um, California. Yep. California has had over a thousand of our 3,000 serial killers. Mm-hmm. So in the 1970s, which we've talked about this before, when serial killing was at its peak, yeah. um, they call it the golden age of serial killing, mm-hmm. California was dubbed the murder capital of the world. Wow. So there's that. There's that. Canada, our neighboring little country, huh, has only seen 106 uh, serial killers from 1900 to 2016. Wow. So, apparently, Canada is significantly safer than America. Hmm. Like, we didn't know that, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe are psychopathic serial killers born or made? Ooh, that is a great question. Oh, man, and that is a debate, debate, debate. Uh-huh. So... And this is personal, this is personal belief, okay? Because 
genetics, biology, environment, social. I mean, like there's a lot of things that can feed into the ultimate making of a psychopath or a sociopath. <coughs> Sorry, I still have not gone over this cough. In my opinion, my opinion, I believe that 100%, not 100%, the majority of what makes a person is their environment. Okay. Things that they're exposed to and their environment. It, okay. That's my personal, that's just personally. Because, and this is why. Because I know people who, I mean, like when people say, oh, well, they were beaten as a child, so they grow up to beat their children. Or their father was an alcoholic, so they're an alcoholic or whatever. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was born addicted to heroin. Right. And I am the most anti-drug person in the world. Yeah. And look at what I do for a living. Right. So... You know, and that's, I mean, I just, I, I think that it's about how you were raised and maybe, maybe, maybe some biology play. I don't know. I think. So that's funny because it literally in this page says, this is the oldest question in yeah. criminal psychology on whether it, any serial killer is born or made, nurture versus, nurture versus, oh my gosh. Nurture versus nature. <gasps> nature when versus the truth nurture. is. That it probably lays somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And it talks about, I mean, I could go into it, but you pretty much said it all, such as childhood factors of child abuse. I mean, psychological study, you know? I mean, childhood trauma does, and I've said this in just about every episode, childhood trauma literally changes the chemical makeup of your brain. Literally. However, how you deal with that pain is completely a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. If you don't get this one right. You're fired. Oh, shit. Who was the most infamous grave robber who would steal corpses to make women's dresses out of their skin? (laughs) Well, I brought the case. That's what I'm saying if you get this wrong. I did, and I was so excited because it was somebody who you didn't, well, you knew of, but you didn't, like, know a lot of the stuff Uh that I I did. It was Edward Gein. Correctamundo. Sick fuck. I'm not going to read it. If you want to know, go listen to Tracy's episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's disgusting. Who killed their, um... I'm doing really good. You're doing real good. I don't think you're going to get this one, though. Okay, great. Who killed because they believed their victims were poisoning them with witchcraft? Huh. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Answer would be Juan Covington. Never heard of him. Serial killer from Pennsylvania who claimed that his victims were trying to telepathically poison him. Oh. Covington had a long history of mental illness brought on in his 20s after his father passed away. And Covington um, Covington then began acting really strange. And in 1998, we're not talking very long ago, he shot a local Baptist pastor who, for seemingly no clear reason. Whoa. Seven years later, in 2005, he shot a random man on the street again with no clear motive. That same year, Covington shot and killed Patricia DeMorit, a a radiographer from Pennsylvania Hospital. CCTV footage led police to Juan Covington, who confessed, like, right away. (sighs) Covington, a worker at the same hospital as Patricia, claimed that he killed her because she was trying to poison him with x-rays. Hmm. After being arrested, he confessed to two other murders, stating both men had been trying to poison him with witchcraft. 
Interesting. Didn't know that one, did you? I did not. Isn't that wild? Will you cover that case? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So this is just, I kind of wanted to like take a little, take a little minute here. You brought up the toy box killer. So in this book, there's little like digits. Because I have nightmares about the toy box killer. I told you he's one I never stop thinking about. Well, I appreciate you exposing all of us to him. You're really welcome. Well, let's continue that on, shall we? Um... I to- in that episode, and again, if you want to know more about him, go refer to our toy box killer Ugh, episode. He's foul and disgusting. Um, in this book, there's little do you know sections. It's just like random little tidbits of facts. Her and this Pepsi, I'm telling you right now. I feel like I need to bring attention to it because it's loud. I don't think anybody can hear it. They can hear it for sure. Um, in that episode, we talk about the tape that he would play yes. after abducting women. Mm-hmm. So under do not, did you know section, it says a brief section of the tape recording from the toy box killers. Final, um, murder was played in court, causing many people present to flee the flee in horror. Yeah. It also says the same tape is used as part of an FBI training for recruits to desensitize them to human violence. Oh God. It's used in FBI training. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan Demain, director of the film Silence of the Lambs, which you will be watching with me shortly, uh, was given access to this tape for research for his film. He described it as the most disturbing thing he had ever heard. Lastly, the tape has never been publicly received, uh, released, but as I've told you all, if there's transcript of it online, you can just... Uh, look that up if you feel so inclined all right now if grown ass men can't even stand to listen to it and it's the most grotesque thing that they've ever heard imagine being one of his victims where that shit that you can't even listen to was being done to them Uh uh-huh oh i know so i've read the transcript i I do not want to fucked up don't read it all right, back to asking you questions. What are the 12 most common jobs amongst a serial killer? So this is broken into four sections. Um, okay. First is going to be skilled occupations. Skilled occupations like like professional? Uh, like, um, like um, I don't know how to tell you without telling you. Like okay, well, a let roofer me just, or let me... a contractor or... Oh, okay. You mean like technically skilled. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say there's a lot of um, shoemen. There's a lot of fucking repair guys that are serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, mechanics. Yeah, like aircraft mechanics. Or cars, like mechanics. It's not listed, but aircraft is. Okay, what's... Is that it for that one? No, there's one more. I don't know. Um, car upholsterer. People that do upholstery in cars. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great one because uh-huh. then you can get rid of the evidence. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good one. Semi-skilled occupations. Semi-skilled. Um, truck driver. Yep. I don't know. Okay. Um, forestry workers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ta- toy box killer. <laughs> he oh was my a forestry God. worker. Um, warehouse manager. Yep. 
Yep. Interesting. Yep. Unskilled occupations. Unskilled. I would guess something to do with travel. So probably um, like somebody that works in hotels or gas stations. Yep. So both a gas oh, station really? attendant and a hotel like front desk. Okay. The um, last one. There's also um, landscapers. 100% landscapers. Yeah. Or a general laborer. Or swimming pool cleaners. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't get this one right. You're fired. Professional and government occupations. Oh, fuck. Police officers all yep, day long. Yep, number one. Or, secur- or a security guard. Absolutely, 100%. Um, I'm going to say politicians. No. Because they don't get prosecuted. <laughs> Bullshit that politicians aren't on that fucking list. That's a hot lie. Okay, um, military people. Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then there's one more? Yes. <laughs> Um, no, firefighters wouldn't. Firefighters are heroes. Um. Religious uh, officials. Religious (laughs) officials? Yep. Oh, snap. I would not have guessed that one. (laughs) Religious officials. Oh, my. I guess so, because cults, we did an episode Uh on that. Yep. Oh, shit. So under do uh, did you know under the section it okay, says Okay, I did good. You did good. You did really good. Under the section it says, "Did you know Ted Bundy once worked the phones at Seattle Suicide Hotline Crisis Center?" I did know that. As well as being a children's entertainer, John Wayne Gacy was the manager yep. of a KFC restaurant. Uh-huh. I love KFC. I do too. Uh, Joe D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer, yep. held three of the jobs that we just talked about. He was a police officer, he was military personnel, and he was a truck driver. Holy shit. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. I knew that he had been a cop, but I didn't know that he was... Oh my god. All of the above. While the top three professions for um, psychopaths... Do you know what those would be? The top three positions for psychopaths? Well, psychopaths like power, like really, really like power and control. So they would probably be <clears throat> something that pays really, really well. Mm-hmm. That gives them a lot of authority. So probably like business owners, lawyers, attorneys, um, <coughs> something high up in a company. Yep. So CEO, mm-hmm. lawyer, and media personality. Yeah. And those are the, like we just said, the top three professionals or professions for psychopaths, but none of those are listed in the top three list, the top reasons for being, or top professions for being a serial killer. Right. Isn't that interesting? Because. Okay. So, but here I'm going to throw this in. That's why sociopaths, right? The sociopaths are those, those three, right? Mm-hmm. Sociopaths are not as common serial killers as <laughs> those ones because sociopaths can get their fix off of the power and control of being in a leadership position. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whereas what kind of power and control do you have over a lawn? Yeah. You don't really have you know to, what I yeah, mean? That's true. But if you're a lawyer, you you dictate whether somebody goes to jail or doesn't. Or if you're the CEO of the company, you I mean you've got a lot of power and control. Yeah. If you're already getting kind of getting off on that. You are. 
All right. I think this is my last one for today, but what profession is considered the perfect serial killer's job? You've already mentioned it once. Police officer. Nope. What? According to the FBI, um, according to an FBI press release in 2016, if there was such a thing as the ideal profession for any serial killer, it would be a long haul truck driver. Oh, yeah. The FBI states that there are somewhere around 750 corpses lying along America's roads. Mm-hmm. Around 2004, it, became, it came to light that there was an epidemic of women going missing and, or being assaulted or murdered by high, at highway truck stops or service stations around the country. Yeah. In 2009, the Bureau ca- um, created the Highway Serial Killings Initiative as an attempt to stop this. So... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because you're always on the road. You're always moving. You're not in one place longer than, I mean, yeah, that would, you could pick somebody up from the bar and be in, you know, San Francisco and be in New York in two days. Oh, yeah. I mean. I lied. I had a page book, book eared. You have one more? I have two more. Dang it. to you. Okay. What cannibal has the highest victim count? What cannibal? Duh. Dahmer. Dahmer. Ooh. Scary. Scary. And upon his ar- arrest, I don't even know that you've probably heard of this guy. What historical cannibal was found with, um, was found to have 29 needles inserted into his public region when he was arrested? Oh, I don't know. Albert Fish. Have you ever heard of Albert Fish? I've never even heard of him. Ooh, Albert Fish is creepy. So Albert Fish. You're ending <sighs> it on one that I've never even yep. heard of. Can you not? Albert Fish was more ah. than just a serial killing cannibal. He was highly deranged, sadomasochist. Is that how you say that word? Sadomasochist, yes. I did. Oh, I'm going be getting words right. Sexual deviant who committed some of the most vile atrocities known to man, even in today's standards. As a child, Fish was exposed to physical abuse at the hands of his parents and his caregivers. And rather than oppose it, he began to savor in the pain. Which, when he was a teenager, Fish took his first for, um, foray into sexual deviancy, engaging in heinous acts such as drinking urine, eating feces, and afflicting pain on young boys. As a teenager. In adulthood, Fish began to crave pain and torture um, that he had received as a child. So, he... In 1928, abducted a young girl named Grace Budd, who he took from an isolated house. He killed and dismembered her. The girl's disappearance remained a mystery for six years. Oh, my God. Until Grace's family received an anonymous letter detailing how their daughter had died. Police traced the letter back to Fish, where he was promptly arrested. And when he was in custody, he confessed to a string of vile acts. He claimed that he had killed over 100 people, but he was only arrested for Grace's birth. I can't believe you never heard of him. No, <clears throat> I don't really, I don't really like sex crimes. Yeah, I know. I bring you lots of sex crimes. I know. I don't, I don't really, I don't really vibe with those. I like to bring you lots of sex crimes. <clears throat> did I, have I ever shared the story of the intake that I did on the sexual sadist that I did, that I had? Um... I, you know, I'm probably getting so much trouble for talking about this stuff, but... I'm opening my Dr. Pepper, guys. No, no, you know who's talking. I'm not going to... Oh, shit. 
It just exploded. I shook it up while she wasn't looking. Yeah, you clearly did. <laughs> so I was doing an intake on this guy years and years and years ago when I first started working in mental health. And I never, ever, ever, ever end an intake with my suicide evaluation. And for some reason, my pages got mixed up in my intake. And that's how I was ending it, which is so bad. It's so bad for multiple reasons, right? But so at the end of an intake, you ask a series of questions that go something like, are you currently having any thoughts of hurting yourself? He responds, <laughs> God. he leans forward, spreads his legs, adjusts himself. Oh, okay. He's wearing shorts. Oh, okay. Adjusts himself, leans forward, both of his hand, or elbows on his knees. And he's like <coughs> a 70 whatever year old man. Okay. Leans forward to me. Literally, like you can see everything, okay? Mm. And he says, what do you mean hurt myself? And I said, well, <laughs> okay, let me expand. So I was like, I mean, like suicidal thoughts. Are you having any thoughts of, you know, you know, and I went into detail. I don't want to say what we say on here, but, mm -hmm. and he said, no, no, I guess not then. And he leans back and I'm like, okay, are you currently having any thoughts of hurting anyone else? Same scenario adjusts himself leans forward plops his shorts to one side and he Ugh. says what do you mean by hurting someone and i'm like are you having any thoughts of killing anyone or doing any bodily harm to them and he says to me if what you're asking me is if i'd like to tie you up blindfold you gag you stretch you and then went on and on and on and on and on he goes yes but i certainly wouldn't kill you I had no more questions You're like, on my you. intake. And I was like, okay, if you just sit right here for just a second. And I got up and I walked out of my office and I went to my clinical supervisor and I was like, oh my God, help me. You're like, what do what I do, do with this situation? I don't know what to do. Cause that's not my specialty. Right. That's not what I do. And he just said that he wanted to do those things to me. Right. Anyway, we referred him out to a higher level of care. Yes. He was like, he might have needed a little... Higher than what you guys are doing. Yes. But it's scary. That stuff scares me. I don't do that stuff. I don't. Yeah. Albert Fish is gross. I don't work in that field. I don't do, I don't do sexual crimes. Not only can I not emotionally handle it, I cannot psychologically handle it. I can't like, I, I know what my limits are and that's it. Yeah. I get that. Scares me. I Makes it. me super I uncomfortable. It. I don't like it. Well, I just thought this book, I was like, how did I not know that I own this? And that's like, oh my gosh, that's not even like a fraction of them in there. So over the next few like episodes, I might just like start no, that episode fun. out with one. That's fun. And it's super, it's fun. <laughs> it keeps it a little light. And it might be nice in between, you know, because we're doing a lot of research on that multiple mm -hmm. case or that multiple episode one that we've yeah. got going and stuff. So that's fun though. What, what a fun, fun book. Yeah. I know. I didn't even know I own that. I wonder what yeah. else I'll find in my my room of treasures. My room of treasures. Mm. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a uh, like a review or a rating on Spotify or Apple, we greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us that not... you love us or hate us. No, just say how much you love us. Don't you know what he hates us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and my Pepsi. Right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Stay safe.